0: Good morning, Church. For those of you who never met me, you share one thing in common: you haven't attended church conference in previous five years. One of my job is to come here and do our uh, preside over annual meetings. My name is Wee Chang. I'm uh, your district superintendent for Commonwealth East District, on behalf of 75 congregations in Greater Boston area and some 580 United Methodists communities in New England conference, I bring greetings and appreciation from your conference connection for your uh, faithfulness, generosity, and your uh, unwavering commitment to be a audaciously inclusive and welcoming community. I think God is glorified and pleased with who you are and how you are as a Methodist followers of Jesus Christ. So, Happy New Year, friends. Is it a little awkward after eight days to continue to say? So there certainly is a sense of new beginning, new resolve, new spirit, new hope, new vision around this time of year, right? But I always wondered English is complicated. When I say Happy New Year... Is it the whole year, or just a few days? Have you ever wondered? Would Google know about this? When does the new year actually stop being new and become just another year, if not old year? When do we stop saying and wishing Happy New Year? I felt a little awkward at the SPRC meeting this morning. I said, Happy New Year, and half of the members didn't know how to respond. And if it is truly a Happy New Year, according to the dictionary, as far as I know, Happy New Year should be a wish for every single day up until December 31st, 2023. Sold? Why can't we have Happy New Year every single day? The New Year wish spirit energy that most of us share points to our innate desire and unavoidable need for a new beginning, renewal. We want our life, our community, our relationships, and our world to be renewed and changed for good. See, even God wanted God's creation to be renewed as often as minimum once a week. I always wondered if God created the world in such a great perfection and good, Why would it need to be renewed every seven days? In the Hebrew Scriptures, not just every seven days. Every seven years, there's a Sabbath year. And then there is this year of Jubilee. Every fifth year, seven times seven sabbatical years. It was supposed to be a complete reset. That all the debts are forgiven. All the slaves are You know, freed as if first day of new creation. Speaking of renewal, I had my first renewal leave that was set to begin on July uh, 7th of this past year. Uh, DS Bishop allows to get three months renewal leave After finishing four years, I had to finish five years because I'm lousy uh, to get my renewal leave. Uh, First time in my 26 years of ministry. I had all the hopes and dreams. I thought I planned it so well, including uh, returning to Korea and spent some time to help my mother to regain her health since her health scare in the spring. Also spending time with my family, my, and with God. I was so looking forward to it, July 7th. On Sunday, uh, Saturday, July 9th, I got a call from my brother. Then my mother was rushed into uh, ER and into a ICU. And two hours later, she died, unexpectedly. So it was, I had to hurry up. but uh, I actually ran two red lights on the, the Fresh Pond Parkway on Sunday morning, July 10th, because I had to get a t- rapid test, PCR test, to get on board to make my mother's funeral. And I spent following five weeks uh, dealing with all the you know, aftermath of losing a loved one and also dealing with the business part of the, you know, her death. I returned here because we also had a family issue here to deal with that we were not expecting with my mother-in-law. And then I went back to attend my nephew's wedding in the end of uh, September where my mother was supposed to be there, right? I spent two weeks there, still dealing with the estate and all that. And then I was returning to Boston on October 2nd. I'm so July 7th, I was supposed to be in three months. Here's October 2nd in the Incheon Airport. I'm sitting with my wife and I'm looking at my calendar that my calendar will begin on October 7th, when I return, there are over 200 meetings, church conferences, SPRC meetings, one-on-one with 70-plus clergies. And then suddenly, the darkness surrounded me. I said, hmm, this is the end of my renewal, and where did my renewal go? Am I... Renewed, refreshed, renourished inside and out enough to go back and to this crazy, to do this crazy churchy things. I felt like, is there a way that I can move directly to retirement after I arrive? I was terrified, anxious, and I was grieving. That realizing that I didn't even have a time to grieve the loss of my mother. The only person that is closest to God's love. Human flesh. Because she's the only one probably who didn't have no question about her love for me. I didn't have to be worthy of her love. And in that struggle that morning, a scripture phrase that I knew was keep, you know, poking at me, was, new every morning is your grace. They are new every morning. Because I knew that phrase. But I didn't know which book of the Bible it came from. I thought it might be from the Psalms. It's always safe. When you don't know, just say Psalm. Because Psalm has the most chapters. (laughs) Probability, right? Right? And I googled it, and lo and behold, this, that phrase is from, what would I say, the most joyous book in the entire Bible, the Lamentations. And your scripture, your bulletin says it. It's not even lamentation. It's so bad. It says, ha, oh, ha. Oh. The thought of my affliction and my homelessness is warmer than gall. My soul continually thinks of it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of God never ceases. God's compassion never comes to an end. They are new they are new every morning the lamentation was shaped probably written in the darkest time of the history of people of israel they saw their temple completely destroyed in jerusalem the temple they literally believed god lived They saw this glorious David's kingdom that God promised to be the greatest kingdom utterly destroyed, disappeared, and they were taken into Babylon as exiles and slaves. And this is their confession. Even in the midst of such utterly other destruction. Other laws and complete darkness. they confess something most fundamental, something most important, is being renewed, recreated. Not when God will restore the glorious kingdom again, not when they, God, will bring them back to their homeland and make their name great again. Not when all their problems are gone, but in the very midst of it, they wake up to a new morning, confessing that marvelous renewal. If they could see and live that renewal, I don't care whether I had three months or not, whether that renewal went as I planned or not, God was renewing in me what is the most life-giving, ripe, redeeming and hope-creating thing in me every morning. I just didn't wake up to it. Maybe I woke up and continued to be asleep to it. See, love in me, God's love in me was being renewed as surely as the morning sun rises. This inner renewal, the renewal of our belovedness, and therefore our ability to love, is the very essence of new creation in Christ. St. Paul talks about new life, new self, new creation throughout his letters. In Colossians, It says, so, 2 Corinthians 4, 6. So we do not lose our heart, even though our outer nature is being wasted away. Our inner nature, our inner self, or something deep within us is being renewed day by day. Not every year. Day by day. Friends, this is how God remains faithful. Not by solving all our problems, removing all our struggles and challenges. Not by allowing this poor DS to hey, enjoy the three months of renewal without hiccups, interruptions, loss, sadness, tragedy, you name it. Not by keeping, keeping my mother from being separated from me and her loved ones. But by renewing God's love in me and in all those who are mourning the loss of my mother and in this world by renewing the condition of our heart and the fiber of our spirit so that no matter what happens outside of us There is this newness that grounds our being in faith, in hope, and in love. This is how God is faithful in continuing the work of God's redemption and transformation of God's creation, in which we all have our being. By never giving up on renewing our capacity to love back. To respond to God's never failing love. This is how God changed lives. And changed the world. Because love is that power. On Colossians 3. You have clothed yourself with new self. Which is being renewed in knowledge According to the image of its creator In that renewal the Paul says There is no longer Greek and Jews Circumcised or uncircumcised Barbarians, Scythians, Slaved or free Should I say Republicans, Democrats Have and have not Educated, uneducated abled or differently abled, you name it. But Christ is in all and in all. Christ is all and in all. The love of God is all and in all. Today we remember Jesus' baptism. Your choir sang it. We heard it. So Jesus' baptism marks the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. Something happened, the 30-year of Jesus, that significant enough that he would leave his hometown, his trades, drop everything. He traveled from the Galilee all the way at the opposite end of Jordan to be baptized. And his life has forever changed. Basically, the baptism marks that Jesus is now embarking the vision of God in him, right? The very purpose that God sent God's only Son to the earth. To transform, to redeem and transform the God's whole creation, right? Once for all. So how does God, this beloved Father, equip and empower God's Son To begin this mighty task, not just appointment to a local church or DS or bishop whatsoever, to redeem and create whole humanity and creation anew. What did Jesus have? A voice. I wondered, why wouldn't God give Jesus a 99 miraculous powers that God could use? Why couldn't God give you the book of secret that would have all the wisdom and solve all the questions of humanity? Why wouldn't God give a mighty army to defeat the Roman Empire? To restore the glorious kingdom of Israel? God didn't give Jesus anything but this voice. You are my beloved. His identity as God's beloved. Why? Because love is a power that knows no end and never fails. Love is a power innate in all to respond to whatever power that is not love with love. It is power to respond to evil with goodness, to fear with compassion, to doubt with trust, to despair with hope, to hostility with hospitality, with divisiveness, to divisiveness with patient understanding, to domination with justice, and to violence with peace. One thing that God has sown in Jesus Christ is that the power that can redeem and transform A soul and the whole world is love and love only. Otherwise, God would have used other options. With this love in him, Jesus was able to withstand all temptations of false religion, false fame, and false power. With this love in him, he was empowered to break down all barriers that divided people into categories and classes. With this love in him being renewed every day, he was inspired to prepare a table even for those who betray and desert him. With this love in him being renewed every morning, he was able to trust God even when God seems utterly silent and powerless on that cross. And friends, the one who called Jesus Beloved is the same one who called you Beloved at your own baptism. It is the same one who still calls you Beloved in Jesus Christ. The one who renewed the power of love in Jesus Christ, even in the darkness and deadness of the tomb is the same one who renews the power of love in you every morning, no matter how dark and helpless you may feel or this world may seem. God's steadfast love never ceases. God's compassion never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Friends, you only have two ways to live each day. Each day is either tomorrow of yesterday, right? Or yesterday of tomorrow. Following me? Today is either tomorrow of yesterday or yesterday of tomorrow. Not if you follow me. Right? Believe the good news. Your tomorrow is already set. Tonight when you go to bed, your tomorrow morning is already set. God will renew whatever is most life-giving, life redeeming healing, and world-transforming thing in you Pull on you tomorrow morning. Our job is to wake up to that every morning and leave each day as tomorrow's yesterday. As we're gonna sing at the end, leave tomorrow's life, tomorrow's morning, tomorrow's hope, tomorrow's healing, tomorrow's justice, and tomorrow's peace today. Thanks be to God for happy new day. Amen.